Hi, I'm Gabriela Houston, the author of uh, upcoming Slavic fantasy, The Second Bell. And I'm Caroline Hardacre, the author of Composite Creatures, an upcoming dystopian fiction as well, coming out in April. So this is bookish take when we talk about our writing process from the initial ideas to the scary days of submitting. And in this video, we're going to talk about writing a first draft. So last time we were talking, a we touched on it a little bit towards the end, our processes for, for outlining. I know, Gabriella, you were saying that you don't do tons. You kind of wait. And then once you're about a third of the way through the story, then you know the characters well enough, you know the world well enough to start planning what might happen in the following acts. But I was just wondering, do you tend to pause at that point once you're starting to get an idea of what's coming? Will you pause and then start to outline? Or do you carry on writing and try and keep up with it with your outline, if you know what I mean? Do you do the two at once or do you do um, the break? So uh, at the moment where I feel like, yes, I do have an idea for where this novel is going to go um, from here on, I tend to just sit down and spend like 15, 20 minutes just writing bullet points of, okay, so this is, so this is where I want it to go. This is what's going to happen in, you know, in the middle. This is where, where it's going to lead. This character is going to do that. And then it's like, you know, the more... The more ideas you write down, the more ideas you get. Yeah. So I might have an idea for like a sense of the direction. And if I've made the decision, okay, now I know enough about the characters to do this, mm. then I will literally write, write what I know. And then the ideas sort of pop up from there. Because it's like, you know, a story will be generally quite linear in my case. So... So, so if something happens, then the natural, you know, solution to that particular problem or that situation will be that. I don't mm -hmm. necessarily write like massive detail of outline, which for some people is quite stressful, right? Mm -hmm. Because they like they don't know know what we're going to do, and it is it can be stressful if if you feel like you've written yourself into a corner. But yeah. it's also exhilarating on some level. I find it really, I mean, you know, if, you, if your main character shows up with nothing but like a tab tablerone chocolate and uh, sombrero in a room with no doors, then, you know, and, and you're thinking like, <laughs> if you can figure out a way from there. But that, that's an achievement. That, that, that gives you a sense yeah. of accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I, think I agree. And I also think this, there's also something quite freeing about the first draft because we'll talk um, in the next one about editing and second drafts. And I know my my process for that blows a lot of people's minds, mine included. It is insane. Save it for later. I yeah, I'm not going to say what The insanity of your process deserves I its own show. <laughs> I really want to stop doing it, but um, <laughs> one day I might. But um, I think knowing that, I have that in front of me for the second one kind of makes me think it doesn't matter so much with my first draft. I just need to get the bare bones of a story there and it will constantly change like throughout my writing. It, I don't do super detailed outlines. I have a friend who writes, he writes sci-fi, he writes speculative stuff. He, he does um, 
RPG lit kind of things as well. And his outlines are so detailed. It's like a synopsis. Basically, he does do a synopsis before he's written the thing. Um, and he sticks to it. He sticks to it really well. I, I could not do that at all because, again, it's like it's like a process of discovery as you go through. And for me, the ending, particularly, I I don't always have a very clear idea of the end at all. And I think that's absolutely fine because you don't know everything about the world before you're immersed in it. You don't know what the characters are going to do. You don't know what would surprise a reader at that point as well. So I know with Composite Creatures, the first ending was completely different to the ending that actually is in the finished book. But that's that was to be expected. And I, I sort of quite like that idea, actually, that I don't know where it's going to go. It makes it a lot more real for me as well, I guess. Um, how long does it take you to write a first draft out of curiosity? It, it varies. I have written a book in like two months and I've written a book in like four months. Um, it really it really depends. And sometimes you write the first two pages and then you leave it because you're doing other projects and then, then you go back to it. So does it count like an extended <laughs> period of time? It's hard to say. I mean, I try when I'm when I'm actually writing something, I try to kind of commit to writing um Mm-hmm. every day and I, I tend to do um, I mean in, in COVID times I um, I have started doing this uh, thing where I do Zoom calls most days like five six times a week with uh, with my friend who's also a writer and mm-hmm. we basically just have each other's faces hovering in the corner of the screen uh, mm-hmm. while we right and it really keeps us honest and it keeps us motivated and it's so easy under lockdown to sort of lose that motivation and lose that drive and um and and it really helps if you know that you someone is waiting for you at 9 30 or at nine o'clock and you have to log in it will um it will really help but um i was wondering in um so so not not to take away from the editing portion Uh of a, of a discussion um but when you write your first draft if you feel like if you i don't know are t- two thirds in and you f- think that oh this new development really changes the dynamic between those two characters earlier in the book do you go back mm-hmm. to sort of fix it or do you take a note of it and like fix it in like a later draft or uh, yeah. or do you just do you just go lin- in a linear way or it depends how big it is. So if it's if it's quite small, um, I will just make a note of it. And then I'll continue writing as if I fixed it. And then I'll just make a massive note to do it in when I do the second draft, um, which we'll talk about next time. But if it's a really big thing, I think I would go back. But I, I would try not to do too much because when I do a first draft, I know a lot of people who edit as they go, so they will they'll write they'll write three chapters, and as they're writing the fourth one, then they might go back and edit the first three to make it align with the direction that they're going in. I don't do that at all. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I, I just like to plow on and keep going. It's almost like watching a film in my head, in that if you if you're watching a film and you keep pausing it or you keep rewinding and watching certain bits it sort of loses its 
its basis in reality for me. I can't suspend disbelief anymore. Like playing a computer game, if the more times you 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 lose or you die or whatever, and then you have to go back to the previous save point, it's sort of, oh, it's a bit, oh, I'm out of it now. I'm out of that world. So I try and keep plowing ahead regardless, just making a lot of notes um, and a lot of notebooks and a lot of pin boards. I'm quite old school, so I have pin boards. <laughs> um, it's a, it's like the kind of serial killer thing with things linked with red oh, threads. And, yeah. Um, I should have had them here. Like, it does look <laughs> a little bit like I'm some sort of um, either on crime watch from behind the scenes or what, like an amateur sleuth. But, yeah, it's the only way I can do it. So, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's really, I think people um, sort of approach it in different ways. And I think... Mm-hmm like for me it really depends in some if it's just like a oh it needs a scene where it's fleshing out a relationship between like the protagonist and someone else then I kind of I can leave it for a second um mm-hmm. draft but if it's I've had a, a couple of situations in different books where I have I don't know 20 pages in I have suddenly realized it's in the wrong like point of view or um another book I was writing and the character had two uncles and I realized you know what like I can either make two very flat characters mm-hmm. uh, or I can combine their conflicting point of, points of view and um, create something a bit more three-dimensional that also doesn't take up as much of a plot time as 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 the original idea and then I have to go back and um change it immediately because you know I have essentially taken two characters and created something new and if I don't if I don't get it right the first time round the other things might need too much sort of tweaking later. So mm-hmm. that will be things that are kind of feel you know the changes that ch- completely change the feel of a book, like, you know, is it a f- in third person or first person? Or is it, um, or, you know, who talks sort of in, in the first three chapters? Like, those things, it's it creates the atmosphere of a book and it also changes how I see the characters. So if I plow ahead, just trying to keep it in my mind, I won't, I won't be able to, I won't be able to really focus on that that makes sense so it's sort of it's I suppose it depends on the nature of the story really what works um you see with mine the composite creatures anyway um it's it is a kind of linear book um but it's it's all being told by one person so it's almost okay to have things incorrect or go wrong because that's the nature of memory um and with me that's part of the interest in, in writing I, I quite often seem to write from first person just because I'm really interested in how people skew their own past or convince themselves of things that might not have happened or have happened so as long as I keep notes I feel like I can maybe I'm a bit of a struggling actor <laughs> I don't know but it means I can get into character and I can think like in this case Nora does and it it sort of sits in my head a bit better. I feel like I've got a better memory for what I've written, even if I want to change stuff, when it's in first person than third person. I'm not sure why that is. It's a bit of a mystery. <laughs> yeah. 
do, do you set yourself, because um, I do this when I'm writing a first draft, do you set yourself targets every day for how much to write? Depends. In pre-COVID times, I would like I kind of in a writing session I would I would tend to go to a cafe or something and I would mm -hmm. expect to write at least like a thousand words or 1500 words um at the moment I'm trying to be a little kinder to myself oh that's good <laughs> and honestly I I can um I mean I, I've been uh the, the books I'm writing the book I'm writing now and the book I was kind of started writing a couple of months back a bit more experimental for me so mm -hmm. we're a bit more of a challenge so it doesn't go as fast as the uh, the ones I have written previously and that's fine because at this point I have time <laughs> you know no, nothing can be nothing can be submitted until um a little while from now because um yes. because of just the way that the industry works so so I'm good so I think I think I've felt a change in the last year as well. So I I would always set I, and I still do set targets really when I'm working on a project. So I think anywhere between for me one and two thousand words a day. Um, I have a full time job as well, so often my writing is squished in in the evening hours, like between about six and eight, um, maybe a bit. That's my usual writing time. So well, time one and two thousand is a lot actually. It's, it's all it's decent I mean that's not the case when it comes to the subsequent drafts but with first draft and I'm not really caring too much about semantics or the exact words that I'm using I can I can quite often pour out really quick but I feel like last year um 2020 I started the pandemic by not being able to write very much like I felt like all I wanted to do is just stare at my own knee most of the time I didn't know what to do and then um, I think despite having more time to do it, as in didn't have any plans in the evenings of the weekends. Nobody has any um, plans anymore. Yeah. No, nobody has plans. Um, it, was, it was still a strain. But by the summer, I thought, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take advantage because I'll, I'll never have this much time again. And it was more of a, it was probably partly therapy, to be honest, just to give myself some sort of sense of purpose. It um, is. I think people need a project and I think, you know, psychologically you need something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and because otherwise it's just, you know, even with the extra time, you just kind of fall apart a little bit. And when you can't plan for like seeing friends or, or going on a trip somewhere, um, it's just even more important to have a project that you kind of keep to and that you sort of try to be disciplined about. Yeah. And the, the feeling when you've finished it as well, the first draft, that's pretty amazing. I mean, it's a bit daunting because I remember with um, the first novel, um, <laughs> finishing the first draft and going, yes, but then thinking, oh, God, what what, what now? <laughs> like, where do you even start? And we're going to uh, find out about what now in the next video. Yes. Um, so uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, in this video I hope it was interesting um, and sort of helpful to you um, next time we are going to talk about editing yeah and second drafts scary second drafts the scary <laughs> second draft all right so bye see you next time bye